LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. What's good, Fern? What's up, Javi? It feels like forever, man. How are you? I'm good, good. It's uh, free agency's here. Uh, the Lakers made the biggest, biggest, not so much surprise, but they made the biggest splash free agency so far up until about, I don't know, an hour and a half ago. Um, but you are the um, Laker fan between those two. So what's up, man? LeBron James? Yeah, man. You know, I told you a few times that I really was hoping that we weren't going to go this route and sign LeBron James, but Magic and Rob Palenka and Bron had had other plans. So, you know, at the end of the day, while he's not my favorite player and you're not going to see me rocking a LeBron James jersey, he's on my squad now, you know, and no, it's not coming. No, 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 no. Um, you know, and, and we're a team. We haven't made the playoffs in uh, at least, what, five years or so now. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end of the day, it's about making the playoffs, taking the next step, bringing some excitement back. And Genie, Rob, and Magic have opened the wallet. They signed LeBron. They brought some other interesting free agents. But it looks like the Lakers are poised to uh, to get close to, you know, a, a playoff spot, get back in the playoffs. And at the end of the day, we'll see what kind of team they balance this unit out with, what other trades or free agents they continue to sign. But, you know, I'm excited because we've got some really exciting young players. And, and you know what, maybe with LeBron and some of these other additions – we can have a nice, you know, separation between the young rooks and uh, and the veterans and everything in between, and maybe we get a nice, a nice squad this year. I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, you, you should be. The Lakers are going to be probably gonna be back in the playoffs. I mean, I was ranking the teams once the signing happened. Uh, it happened yesterday, about seven o'clock Eastern. So, you know, obviously, Golden State's going to be the number one squad in the West. Houston is right there, and then I had a hard time. Um, separating Utah and the Lakers in that third spot. So what I did was I put Utah three just because they have a unit there and they're young, they're pretty young and they're going to be getting better. And then of course the Lakers. Now if the Lakers get Kawhi Leonard, then I would move them above Houston. But until that happens, um, I have a Golden State, Houston, Utah, Lakers, the Timberwolves, Oklahoma City, New Orleans, and then you can kind of just um, figure out who who's going to be in that eight spot. Um, I don't. I'm not saying the Lakers are going to be in the four seed. But I'm saying they're on paper as it sits right now, the fourth best team in the West. So it, it, LeBron James going to the Lakers, is this a ring chasing thing or is this a lifestyle change or is this about money? Um, what, I mean, what, what are you doing here? I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, not necessarily the money, but I think it's well, yeah. the opportunity to, to come to a franchise that had a lot of flexibility from a cap standpoint, had a lot of really good young assets. Um, The Lakers will now, you know, now that they got rid of, they finally paid their dues on the uh, Dwight Howard, Steve Nash uh, deals in years past. Now they're all caught up. I don't think they owe any picks to anybody yet um, from that trade, at least. So, you know, we've got picks. We've got the assets. 
And they've done a really good job not committing to anybody that they really don't want to commit to. Julius Randle's a good example. The Lakers would have loved to keep Julius Randle, but you know the the price that they were going to have to pay, or maybe the the commitment. You know they they want to keep their flexibility open until they get the players that they think it's worth signing those four or five year type contracts. And they did a really good job unloading most of them. And I think LeBron has a lot of, you know, he's looking to the future. He's looking at life after basketball and he's looking at a situation where he could build something exciting. And, you know, we, when you talked about rankings, you know, outside of the top two seeds in the West from three to nine, everything was separated by three games. So there's no reason to say the Lakers can't be a top five seed in the West going into the playoffs. And who knows the steps that, you know, as it stands right now, I think things will change. But, you know, we saw Brandon Ingram and Kuzma and Lonzo, and it all depends on the jump that those guys take. Is Brandon Ingram going to turn the corner, stay healthy, and be the kind of player that we need him to be? I'm not sure yet. Kyle Kuzma had a phenomenal year last year. Is that something that he could replicate? And can Lonzo Ball, you know, stay healthy, hit a, hit his jumper a little bit more frequently because we know he can command the floor. We know he can rebound and push the ball. Um, he makes those right plays, but he, he just needs to be able to hit that jumper here and there. And especially in a, in a, a system where, you know, it'll be interesting what Luke Walton does with LeBron and how he, he attacks it in that regard, because LeBron's very ball dominant and Luke likes just like, you know, over in Golden State, they like to move the ball. And that's what Luke's about. So I'll be interested to see how this all works from an offensive, you know, game planning standpoint. But there's young talent. And if they take the next step, there's no reason why they can't be deadly um, and play with anybody. And especially their, their free agent signing, they're signing all these defenders. I, I, and I think, you know, a lot of people are questioning you know, why Lance Stevenson or Rondo and bringing back KCP. Um, but the reality is, is I think that their game plan is to to frustrate opponents and become a, a top defensive squad and to be able to rotate guys in and out. And they did a great job signing one-year contracts with them. So depending on how the season goes, those contracts are favorable contracts to move during the trade deadline. So you could throw a couple assets in there with some expiring contracts You still have flexibility for next year and you could go after free agency. I think the Lakers are are doing it the right way and not jumping with these these massive long contracts that really tie you down. And we see that with the the dang contract. Yeah, that's one that we just the Lakers just can't move. They're paying him a boatload of money. And, uh, you know, they're, they're going to have to spread that out over the next four to five years to continue to give them cap flexibility because no one's going to take that. Contract. Yeah, no one's going to take that contract. And the only the only time that that contract will be taken is if you move a ball or Kuzma or or, oh, or, yeah. um, or Ingram with it or with it. Like it's going to. Yeah, yeah, so it's going to be a lot. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say the Lakers don't have a chance here, but we were talking about it a couple podcasts ago. The Lake. No matter where LeBron goes, he may not even make the finals. The playoffs, yeah, it's realistic, but do they get knocked out in the first round, second round? Because when you break down this roster, I know you're a Lakers fan. I don't yeah. see I don't see them beating Houston in a seven game series. I don't see them beating Golden State in a seven game series. You know, those 
that could be just a first round exit, a second round exit, and that's it. Um, and yeah, they can take the next step. That's good for the young players. But you know, I got I, my phone blew up the minute LeBron went to the Lakers and oh, we're going to the finals. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm you know you know I'm a diehard. I am, but you're objective. A little pessimistic objective, at times. Yeah, I, I am objective and. The, the top two seeds in the West are dangerous, and, and we'll talk about what Golden State did on top of their already dynamic squad, but that's, that's the tough part. And, and even outside of the top two teams, everyone's pretty similar. They're all pretty good teams, so nothing's going to be no. easy. LeBron James is, is not going to have the cakewalk he's used to, yeah. but I will say looking at the roster, you know, we're, we're thinking – you know, last year and how everyone played. And I think there's, with their three young players, Ingram, Kuzma, and, and Zoe, there's a lot of room for improvement for these guys. Oh, yeah. and, and who knows the kind of jump they take. I, I mean, I've, I've been waiting. Ingram played phenomenal last year up until his injury. And I'm hoping that, uh, you know, he can put it together. Although I do think the Lakers are going to play hardball with the Spurs. And I think that's the reason why they signed KCP to that one-year, $12 million deal. It was to provide them insurance so that they could play hardball with the Spurs and say, hey, look, we've got our two-guard. We've paid him. We're good to go. We'll stand pat, and we'll just get Kawhi Leonard next year. We've got the flexibility. We've got one-year contracts. We're going to be able to sign another max guy. And if you don't want to give it to us now – then you know what? Fine. We'll keep all of our young players and assets and picks, and he'll just come to us next yeah, year. Yeah, that would be the – And so as, as long as Kawhi is playing hardball with them, the Lakers are going to play hardball back. And they've got – with KCP, that, that could be a contract that at the trade deadline, you know, that could be unloaded in part of a Kawhi Leonard deal amongst them maybe another young player that they're giving and maybe a pick or so because that's a one-year expiring contract again so they have flexibility to do what they want and they're also not hard pressed um to go after Kawhi leonard especially since he's made it pretty known where he wants to be yeah there's no reason for the lakers to even make a trade i wouldn't even if i'm magic johnson i'm like okay we'll just we'll just play this year out um you know let these young guys develop with lebron and just go get Kawhi and free agency next year. You don't have to give up anything. You don't lose any picks. You don't lose any players. You don't lose any assets. You may end up having those pieces to go get yourself a complimentary complimentary guy uh, later on. You know, if you want to move an Ingram, if you want to move a ball just for something not as big as a Kawhi Leonard, you get something back in return. Um, you know, that would be smart. Or you just keep it all and this LeBron James contract is only for three years. Where when you really, really break it down, it's a three-year deal. The fourth year is an opt-in clause so you you run it with three years you, you get a lebron and Kawhi leonard for two years plus kuzma ingram ball um and these guys you you have the option to you know just get this team young developed and Kawhi leonard is what 26 so you'd be you'd, yeah. you'd be just fine there um i don't i don't know i'm, I'm not yeah. uh, it's, I don't know. <laughs> it's tough it's tough it's tough because my my only thing about all this is you get LeBron James, and that's exciting. But he's going to be thirty-four, yep. and and I, I, you know, up until Kobe's Achilles, 
injury, he was balling. And at that age, when you start getting to 34, 35, 36 years of age and you're playing at a high level, you know, one injury can uh, can end it all. And I think the Lakers, although they need to be cautious and I don't think they need to give up the farm, I do think that they could make a reasonable trade with the Spurs to get something done this year. Now, whether that's nearing the trade deadline or now, that's, you know, to be seen at this point. But I I don't think they can just wait a year. Like, I, I as much as I, you know, you'd like to say, hey, patience, you know, is a virtue and we'll get where we need to be. We've seen with Paul George, you know, you put a guy and you, you give him a couple months on another squad and maybe some successes and new friendships and the organization really caters to him. And, and then maybe he doesn't end up coming. So... Not saying that's the case with Kawhi because he, he seems to be pretty adamant and uh, everything seems to be lining up the way the Lakers would want to. But for the sake of not wasting a LeBron season on a team that you know is not going to probably win, as it stands, they're probably not going to win the yeah, Western Conference. They, they need to really think about you know what? It, as long as we're not giving up the farm, I don't mind giving up an asset. Because he is 26 years of age. He's not 32 years old or 33. I mean, he's a 26-year-old, going to be 27. You could you could pair him with LeBron James for the next three to five years, and uh, and you'll still he'll still only be what 31 yeah. years old. Uh, you know, so he's he's the guy that I think they need to make a deal for sooner than later. Um, I'd hate to see him go to Philly and then all of a sudden. You know, he's kind of enjoying it because I think Philly would do phenomenal. The only thing is, what are they going to have to give up? Because outside of their core, there's not, there's not, I mean, Saric or whatever. I mean, maybe, but in terms of talent, I mean, I think the Lakers would be giving a better group of talent than the Sixers yeah. would be giving them. The Lakers. So, I don't know. I just, I just hope they don't stand pat. I, I, I hope they make it and get it done, and, and just yeah. Don't Lakers give up and the Celtics fun. would have the best package for Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Celtics have all those picks, and they got players Easy. that they can move. Whether that be Kyrie, even Hayward, like I mentioned a while back, Hayward could be moved. Um, like I said, I told you, I kept saying it. I said it for over a year that LeBron was going to the Lakers. People were like, no, nah, he's going to stay in Cleveland, or he's going to go, you know, somewhere to chase a ring. He's got. He, he was. He wants to set up his life after basketball, like he said. So. You know, I don't. The Lakers would be. I think they would be stupid to make a trade for Kawhi and give up a whole bunch of assets. If it's something small, but I don't think it's gonna be something small because Popovich isn't gonna just give him to the Lakers. You know what I mean? Pop has a very long history with that rivalry with the Lakers. Um, you know how many times did Robert Ory break his heart in those playoffs? You know what I'm saying? So I don't think. I think. The Spurs are going to play hardball all the way through this thing. If if Kawhi wants to sit out all year, that's fine. I think Pop can deal with it as long as he's not, you know, just – I don't think Pop's going to give in to Kawhi's demands. So, I don't think he will. I, and I, I think Pop will be very adamant that he wants something fair. And I think the fact that he's even talking to the Lakers says how bad their yeah. situation is because he doesn't trade you no. know, in the conference. So – it's a bad situation for the San Antonio Spurs. I don't think Pop's just going to say, all right, you know what, we'll just take this guy and this guy and a couple picks, get out of here. I do think he's going to want something substantial. 
I just think how substantial. And, and if the Lakers say, hey, look, we're not giving Kuzma, we'll give you Brandon Ingram, we'll give you a first and, you know, I don't know, maybe yeah. Josh Hart or something. Then, you know what, I, I would be cool yeah. with the trade like that. As much as I like Ingram and Hart and, you know, if they give them a pick or two, as much as I like them, we're talking about arguably at least a top two, you know, player in the league from, you know, on both sides of the court, offensively and defensively. From a two-way player standpoint, there's not many people yeah. better than Kawhi. And, you know, how long you want to wait and see if Brandon Ingram ever hits his uh, – that ceiling of talent that he's got. I think I would pull the trigger on that in a second, but if they're talking, well, no, we want Ingram, Kuzma, Hart, and two, I, that's where I think Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka have to say, all right, man, well, you know what? We'll just sit tight and we'll get closer and closer to the trade deadline and you'll get more and more desperate. And you know what? If you don't, then he'll just come walking our way free and now you've just created a monster with a Lakers yeah. team with tons of assets and – yeah, definitely. So, so the Lakers won 35 games last year. How much? How many more games do they win now? Adding LeBron James, Rajon Rondo. I'm not really gonna. I'm not really gonna acknowledge Lance Stevenson because I really don't. I don't like that ad or or McGee. But Rondo. <laughs> um, I like the Rondo thing because my direct comparison to Lonzo Ball was Rajon Rondo. And playoff Rondo is a beast. So let's say the Lakers get into the playoffs. Rondo could be. You know, that guy that gets you 10, 12 assists and, you know, dom, you know, controls the ball and then LeBron can play off ball, Kuzma can play off ball, and now you have a legitimate true point guard to work with LeBron James. It hasn't been like that in a while. So that would be something that would, that would play into it. So how many more games do the Lakers win now with LeBron and Rondo on this team as opposed to that 35 they won last year? So they went 26 wins the first year with Walton, 35 wins this past season. I'm thinking they get to 50. That's actually exactly. I, I'm in that 50 to 53 type win season for them. I, I think LeBron James alone, you know, if they're sitting there at 35, LeBron James is going to get them at least 12 to 15 wins. Just, just those close games that they lost because they couldn't, they didn't have a player to go to. And that's that's I saw a ton of games last year where they played hard. They kept it within a, a possession or two down the stretch. Now they'll have a guy who you know is going to handle the ball, and he's either going to make the pass or he'll score himself. Um, so now you have a guy that you feel comfortable with the ball in your hands as opposed to one of the young guys. So I think 50, 53 wins this year is, is very doable, and that put them right around the, the third seed. You know, I think – I think OKC is going to be just fine, and I think that'll be tough. And the Utah Jazz are serious. I love the Julius Randle signing for the Pelicans um, with Anthony Davis. That's going to be a good team. The Timberwolves, you know, they 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 look great on paper. They just haven't. Yeah, they just for as long. You know, they just can't figure it out always. And that that's an Andrew Wiggins needs to figure something out at some point in his yeah. career. And you know, outside of that, you're talking about. The the Clippers, I don't think. I think they're you're going to see a pretty. They're going to be okay. They've got Doc, but I think they're right around the same boat that they were this past year in that forty ish win type of year. So I think they're the Lakers will definitely make the biggest jump. And I think Rondo's a phenomenal 
as much as people are saying, oh, you need shooting. Where's the shooting at? And I get that. You do need some shooting. They drafted some young players who can really shoot three um, this this draft, this past draft. And you have some guys that can score the rock. But I think, you know, the same way Richard Sherman for, for Witherspoon, I think Lonzo Ball could learn a lot from Rondo defensively. They both just they see the floor so well. And Rondo, to start his career, was one of those guys where people just completely just let him shoot. And, and he's gotten good enough where, you know, he'll hit an open, he'll hit an open three here and there. And he's going to make a couple shots. And he knows how to get to the paint and get to the line. And uh, I think Lonzo would do well to be around a guy like that. Um, you know, the attitude, the work ethic. Uh, I think that's going to be that's going to pay big dividends. The Lance Stevenson, I, I could just see the Lakers just swarming people defensively and just going after it and annoying, especially a team like Golden State. I think they're, I yeah. think the Lakers are going for, hey, we're gonna we're gonna rough you up a little bit, you know, we're 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 gonna throw some dogs after you, and they're gonna get under your skin, but they're great defenders, and they'll make some good plays, and hopefully. You know, LeBron can keep everybody in check on the on the floor, and it doesn't sacrifice any offense. Yeah, I mean, Lakers were 11th in points per game last year. So, I mean, adding LeBron James, that could be something that they, you know, they take a jump. But most actually, one, two, <laughs> two of the 11 were from the East, and the other nine came from the West. So, I guess they can they would be able to jump in that top 10 10 range, adding LeBron James to that to help with the scoring. So. Um, yeah. they, the Lakers should be fine. I'm, I'm, I, I, I guess I, I just didn't love it because of for you in that sake. You know, I was like, man, Fernando's not gonna have, not Fernando's not gonna be happy about this. But I, I mean, I knew it was coming. I had a feeling it was coming. I kept telling you it was coming. And having LeBron James on the Lakers is, uh, it's, it's must see TV. That's for sure. Um, but the Rondo thing with with Lonzo Ball that should be helpful unless they move Lonzo in some type of trade, maybe. Popovich wants Lonzo. Maybe all those are rumors that he doesn't want Lonzo aren't true, and maybe they go get Rondo because Lonzo's out the door. You know, I've been reading, I've been following all day. You know, looking at these these news reports and things like that, and they're saying, you know, Lonzo might be the piece that moves, and they give picks um, to acquire Kawhi Leonard. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, you know, it's all going to be I, – I don't think this team is, is balanced yet, mm-hmm. so there's still a lot of work to do from filling it out. But I think the, the Lakers, through their free agency, have given themselves the opportunity to trade some of the assets if, if they see or deem it necessary. Like you said, you could package Lonzo in a trade and at least know you've got Rondo. Yeah. A more than capable starting point guard. So the same thing, uh, you could make a trade for Kawhi or you don't have to because you've got a, a Contavious Caldwell Pope. You know, you, you've got guys in place that are pretty good players, but if you were to make a trade uh, and you, you needed to get rid of some of these guys, you'd be okay. You'd be able to get rid of them and fill the void with some of the, the players that they have. So I think they did a pretty good job. You know, of course, you, you pictured everybody, pictured – Paul George, Kawhi, and LeBron, and all of that happening pretty soon. And while that's not the case, 
And you know what? Paul George can fucking go to Oklahoma City and just sit there, <laughs> sit his ass from Indiana to Oklahoma City and just rot because at the end of the day, even though I like the Nerlens Noel signing, um, I just don't see the Thunder winning a championship no. anytime soon. If he, if if Russ and KD couldn't do it, and Paul George is like a poor poor man's KD, as good as Paul George is, you know Kevin Durant is oh, so yeah. much better. Then uh, you know it's like if he couldn't do it with with KD and with Harden, even when they were younger, but even, you know, past that trade, KD and Russ couldn't get it done. Then why in the world would I think KD and Paul George could win a championship like that? I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not buying that one. So you know what? He can have fun in Oklahoma city and party (laughs) at Russ's house till he's 30 something years old and let him, let him think that he's going to try and come to LA when he's 32 or how (laughs) I don't even know. In two years, but just let him think he's coming to LA and watch all the fans so, treat that. He's he's yeah, he's so burned that my bridge. barber um, in Oklahoma City. He texts me. He's like, "Man, that party was dope." Because he went, and a buddy of mine who does photography for Russell Westbrook, was, he was like, "Hey, you want to come to the party?" I was like, "Man, I live in Texas now." He's like, "Oh shit!" Um, so I would have been there had I lived in Oklahoma, but yeah, because <laughs> I went oh. to KD's New Year's Eve party a couple years back. Um, but he was like, he he was. He was just saying how dope the party was and things like that. But uh, the whole unfinished business thing by Paul George and Russell Westbrook, what's unfinished business? You, The year before Paul George got there, the Thunder won one playoff game. So you won two play. Paul George makes you one playoff game win better the year after. Like, come on, man. The Thunder don't have a chance. It's Get out of here. Yeah, you know? I mean, and I th- it's, it's, it's weird. It's I think pretty. I think the Lakers tampered quite a bit with Paul George that Adam Silver probably said, you know what, Paul, do not sign with the Lakers and Magic, leave it alone or I won't have to find you guys. There's got to be something there because it was all signs pointed to Paul George to the Lakers. And remember, the Lakers did get in trouble for tampering before. So this could have been something that could have been a mess for the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know. I, I think it's a – yeah, I can, I, I can totally see that. I do think that um, the Paul George and tampering and this, that, and the other, I, I think when it came down to it, you know, Paul George, you know, he, he may have enjoyed his time with Russell Westbrook. And I don't think Paul George is an alpha, no. like an alpha male. Like I don't, I don't think he's that guy. And Russ is. And I think Paul George just – couldn't man up and look at him in the face and say he wanted to leave. And and on top of that, hey, you know what? It's it's Oklahoma City. You know what? It isn't the Lakers, but at the same there. time, the expectations. Hey, I, I could stay there and kind of fly under the radar and, and make my peace. If I go and sign this big contract with L.A., I need, I need to be playoff yeah. B all the time. Like he had, and you know what? I don't know if he was that guy. Yeah, you know, I I definitely think he is a number two, number mm-hmm. three type of player. Um, I mean, shit, if he's your third best player, you're you're looking pretty good. And I w- I was really hoping that it would be a Bron, Kawhi, and uh, Paul George if we could get that done. Even though that meant we were probably gonna have to get rid of every yeah. one of our young players almost, but. I don't know, man. I just, I just feel like he made a really bad move, and unless he wins a, a few championships, there's no. At least he got paid, I guess. Yeah. I mean, he got paid, so 
money's money, but he could have been in L.A. at home. He made that dumbass <laughs> video, documentary, talking about home, and all he did was picture himself in a Laker jersey. But he did say one thing that I was like, this dude's about to – he's not going to be able to say no. He, he did say that as much as he envisions himself in a Laker jersey, uh, he also is all about a championship – and felt very comfortable with Russ. And you know what? Hey, if he thinks he made the right choice from a championship standpoint, cool. I think he's a moron because if you knew LeBron James was coming, why would you think you and Russell Westbrook are going to be able to go on some mission and uh, and win a championship for Oklahoma City? It's not going to happen. And you know what? Sam Presti could suck my dick too because – because everyone wants to give this dude all these props and, oh, Sam Presti. You know what? He's a phenomenal – great. He's a great GM. You know, cool. I'm, like, thrilled. But at the same time, we're giving props to a dude for signing Paul George, and this dude drafted Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden, and only Russell Westbrook's on this team still. And we're giving him props for, yeah. you know, signing PG. He had he – had, Two other MVPs on his team, and he went and decided to spend some money mm-hmm. on some other dudes. And you know, hindsight, you know, whatever that saying is. But I'm tired of hearing like, "Oh, this mastermind, Sam Presti. Look at what he's doing." And he said, you know, he, he even threw out a tribe called Quest and said, "Scared money don't make no." He said that in that dumbass documentary too. And, and all I wanted to do was be like, "Look, bro, you're pretty good. You're awesome. You drafted these guys. Great." But this team is borderline. This team has regressed so much where they're not a contender anymore. You had three, you drafted three NBA MVPs and two of them are gone. One of them because you fucking paid Serge Ibaka and this, that, and the other and said we're a small market team and blah, blah, blah. And then the other one is the the Russ and KD little butting heads and, and who's the guy. So... Great, man. I'm glad you signed Paul George and Nerlens, but uh, just remember what you did have that you let slip through your fingers. Yeah. Yeah, Sam Presti's um, – I don't think he's that good of a GM. You chose Ibaka over James Harden. That's right there. Exactly. You know. um, <laughs> Fernando said, suck my dick. <laughs> I know. I, I just – that's just – I get annoyed because it's all about oh, like, in the now and people forget – the you know what happened years ago and it's just it annoys the shit out of me because I see him and he has yeah. got this swagger like ooh I just took Paul George from the Lakers my team's my team's ready to roll and I just want to remind him that his team looked like it was going to be the team of the you know the next the next dynasty and that slipped through his fingers so quickly it's not even funny yeah yeah no it's uh it's crazy to think how good they were, and then they go from being in a in a finals, and then it just fell apart, you know, quickly afterwards. Um, but the Lakers, you know, they should be back. Showtime. I'm not gonna call them Showtime just yet. Um, Oklahoma City, they're gonna be exactly the way they were last year. I don't think they're gonna get any better. I don't know what um, they're gonna do with Melo. I don't know what they're Utah, gonna do about Melo, man. They, I, I keep hearing they're gonna just do a buyout. Ooh. And or just tell them just just stay away from their team, you know. And that would kind of suck because Melo Melo still got something to tank. He's just not, 
He's not hoodie mellow in in, in the regular season. Yeah. If know, they let he, him wear a hoodie while he played, he'd be straight. But yeah, I, I oh man, that the the West is going to be super exciting. In the East, it's just like okay, terrible. So I think they teams. absolutely have to do uh, the best sixteen teams. And and forget about yeah. East West. The best sixteen teams make the playoffs because there is no reason why, with the exception of maybe Boston, Philadelphia, Toronto, Indiana, there's no reason why there should be eight teams from the East making the playoffs. Maybe four teams in the East should make no. the playoffs. And the other four teams other you know 12 total teams should be coming from the west yeah it's um it's the east is gonna be super boring like i'm gonna end up staying up late just to watch the lakers and warriors even the suns like i'd I'd rather watch the suns than than watch my own bulls and that's pretty pathetic but um there's just everything just so much more individual Uh, talent out west you know if you can look at the worst teams like you said the Suns, who statistically, you know, they were the bottom seed in the West, but they still have talent, like yeah. like individual guys that you would want to watch because they're exciting. You don't know what they're gonna do, oh, and you awesome. can go up the list, and you can go to, you know, now Memphis. I'm not a big fan of Memphis, but outside, you know, Dallas, the Mavericks, yeah. you know, they've got some nice young pieces now, including Dirk. Even the Kings, you know, they're, they're, they've got some fun pieces as well. And then you go right to the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, yeah. the Wolves, Spurs, Pelicans. There's so much talent. And I'm telling you, when I'm not trying – I don't really care about the Hawks. And you know what? They got Trey Young, but that dude was throwing up air balls left and right today. The Magic, oh, Over great, you signed Aaron Gordon. You spent a shit ton of money on Aaron Gordon, and in three years you'll regret signing him to that contract. You know, you know who I'd like to see LeBron play with? Who's that? Aaron Gordon. Oh, my God. Name a guy. I'm serious. Name a guy that LeBron James hasn't. Name an athletic guy like that that LeBron's ever played with. Why wouldn't you? LeBron is a facilitator. Slash and go. Gordon. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Does that make sense? Mm. It would be be a lot of athletic. It would be the new Lob City. Yeah, the new Lob City. The Bulls are exciting, though. The Bulls, I even think the Nets are on the come up. The Knicks, you know, the Knicks will get there. Or I don't know what the Hornets are doing. They look like they're trying to tank. The Pistons suck. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm not. There's not a whole lot of teams I'm trying to watch. No, I mean, you see, the Bulls are about to drop to the bottom. It's the Raptors, Celtics, Cavs. I'm sorry, Raptors, Celtics, Sixers. Used to be the Cavs. No one's going to watch the Cavs now unless you live in Cleveland. And the Pacers, I don't care how good the Pacers were last year. The fifth seed in the East. I don't know anybody who watched the Pacers play. Except for, I know one person. That's it. I don't know many unless they played your team, unless they played your favorite team, or they happen to be your favorite team, watches the Indiana Pacers. Like, I don't even know. And... The Heat, the Heat are all right. I mean, they they've got some player, and but D Wade's getting old. Yeah, and they don't have another guy that's going to step into those shoes just yet. At least it doesn't seem. So, there's a lot of shit up in the air in the East, 
And the West is just, it's a gauntlet, man. And there's no reason why the commissioner should eliminate four, maybe four to five teams that could easily be playoff teams. Yeah. It's, um, the West is just so, so stacked. And the West has got stronger. We're not, I mean, he was already in the West, but the champions just got stronger. Like, oh. what, an hour and a half ago, DeMarcus Cousins signs a one-year deal, probably a prove-it deal because I was just reading. You know, he was upset that he didn't get any offers. He said most of the time, most he, from what he had heard, it was about his injury. So the Warriors take a chance on a one-year, $5.5 million deal that may end up leading them to a three-peat because he, he may not play until December because of an Achilles tear, but that's that it kind of works out perfect because the season – the season really doesn't matter anymore. You know, these guys don't give a shit where they get seated at. You know, the Golden State Warriors won the title as a second seed. They could be the third seed next year and still win the title. And they won't be. They're going to be a – yeah. I mean, they'll be a one they're or two still going to be man. a top two seed. And, and they just signed a 27-year-old all-star. Yeah, he has the, the Achilles injury, and he'll be coming back from that. And that's tough. Um, but he's young. If, if yeah. it was going to happen, at least it's now and not when he's 34, 35 years old. Yeah. So, and the, the $5 million deal is a steal. I mean, that's, 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 I don't know what mid-level exception or whatever they put him on, but that's a, a absolute, yeah, so there you go. You got the mid-level exception they used. That's a steal because he could have, even with the injury, made in the realm of $12 million, 12 to $14 million a year somewhere. If he was willing to, but he said he wants to play for a championship. He's never been in a situation to do that. Even the Pelicans, as exciting as a run they went on, it took him to get knocked out for all of that excitement and buzz to get back into the Pelicans altogether. So, you know, I think while I think it was smart for the Pelicans to move on from Cousins, I, I, I had wished he went to L.A., to be honest with you, and, and we could have sat on him for a little bit and waited for him to be all right. Yeah. But Because, I mean, he's, there, he's, there he's an upgrade over Brooke Lopez, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, and look, you can, you've can you got young Zubak and you've got McGee, who as funny and as dumb as he looks on the court all the time because he just looks like, like – he just looks dumb as shit. Like yeah. you look at him and you're like, this guy's an absolute moron. But at the same time, he's a good rim protector. He's very athletic, and you could just throw the ball up to him, and he takes care of business. So I thought they were in a position where they could kind of weather that storm, get that $5 million. Hopefully he was going to take some kind of pay cut, come to L.A., and then work on a contract the following year. But the rich get richer, and now – Golden State can be in cruise control, and when he's 100%, when he's healthy, and they don't even have to play him a lot. I mean, they're going to ease him into it. I mean, he's going to come back, and when he's he's got the green light to resume everything, he's probably going to only play 15 minutes, and then he's going to sit for a while, and they're just going to ease him into it. The only problem is everything will catch up to Golden State because in the next two years – that team's going to have to break apart. Yeah. Like they're not going to be able to keep a Cousins and keep a Clay Thompson and keep uh, Steph Curry or Draymond. They're they're going to have to pick their two guys or three guys, and it's going to be KD and it's going to be Steph. And then outside of that, they're going to have to let 
they're going to have to pick one more guy. And I don't know who that odd, the odd two or three guys out is going to be, but they're going to have to do that because there's, it, it is impossible. They barely could make this happen. And they still have some financial decisions to make in the future. Yeah, so like you said, um, this team could be broken apart in two years, which is fine because KD just signed a one and KD just signed a one and one. So let's say KD doesn't come back next season. Example, but Cousins comes back healthy, plays outstanding that second half of the year. They make the run, they three peat, boom. Now you can re-sign Cousins. KD goes to New York. Kyrie goes to New York. Now the Knicks have Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Porzingis. Oh, so now you're already you're talking about Kyrie. You're I'm already thinking, you're already talking about Kyrie leaving Boston. I'm already there. You're there already, huh? Oh yeah, I'm already there, right? And then now now you have the Warriors with Boogie, Curry, Clay, and Draymond. Are they still on top of the West, or have the Lakers caught up with Kawhi, LeBron, and Kuzma? Just becomes the guy I think he's going to become, and Ingram becomes the guy I think he's going to become. Then you have a really, really, really good three teams in the West, and then you have really, you have a really good three teams in the East with the Knicks, the Celtics, and the Sixers. I would love to see all those teams be all all you the see big, that? the big market squads. I'd love to see them all balling right now. Um, you know, I, how good would that be for be, basketball? Be, the Knicks but, are back, but the thing is, is the way it would t- it would take a cultural shift. Like all these guys are trying to play with each other. And if if in two years or if Kevin Durant wins another championship and they three-peat and he's got three rings, I mean, at that point, it's like, okay, cool. I, I'd love to go to New York and play with you, Kyrie, or that's if Kyrie wants to leave Boston. But, you know, it's like, why? Why would you leave? Like, you just won three in, in a row and – yeah. As long as you stay together, you're going to be a contender. You know, other teams will eventually yeah. start to start to creep up there. But the way that team is, and, and the youth on that team, I mean, if they make the right choices, they're going to be in the game for a bit. I'm interested to see Clay Thompson next year. Next year, Clay Thompson will be a free agent. Summer of Clay. And you want to talk about a shooter? Uh, give me Clay Thompson in the heart. I would take Clay Thompson in a heartbeat. The only problem is if you got, I mean, if you got Kuzma and you've got Braun and you've got Kawhi, then Clay. It's like, what, what do you do with Clay? But exactly. So that would be. I'd rather have you know. I have to figure that out when it happens. But I think Clay is the odd man out when when it's all said that. Even though he wants to stay, I just don't think he'll continue to take a pay cut just to be a fourth wheel on a team. So, I mean, if you, if you had your choice, would you keep Clay or Draymond? Cause I'm keeping Clay. The only tough part about that all man is, is Draymond is like the heart and soul of that team. Like he's the engine, his energy, right. his enthusiasm. And right. you remove that. And now they just don't, they don't have this toughness that you, you, think they have like Draymond's the guy that's going to get in your face and freak out and everyone wants to hate on him for it but it adds another level you know Steph's the uh the cocky kid that you hate because he's so freaking good and he's cocky as shit and you just want him to be humble and Clay is the humble guy 
that's dropping 30 you don't even know because he he doesn't even look like he's just he's just chilling doing his thing he doesn't talk a whole lot so they've got all these personalities and they all just mix really well together and i think losing draymond would be really tough but then at the same time if you're going to lose clay thompson that's got to be tough too because those are the splash brothers man i mean that's that's yeah. how, that's that's how it all started you had these two phenomenal shooters and you were like holy shit so yeah but they're going to have to at some point they're going to have to make that kind of choice so i mean the warriors though they I, even if they let clay and draymond go they've they've drafted their replacements already jordan bell and uh jacob evans I mean, those guys are good, man. Those guys are really good, but I don't. I'm not gonna say. That, I'm not saying that they're the replacement right away, but in, in the way they the way they've been hyped up and talked about. I mean, we saw Jordan Bell play very well in the playoffs. He has experience now. He was vital during the regular season, and now Jacob Evans has a shot similar to Clay. His release isn't as fast as Clay's, but the kid can shoot from anywhere. Yeah. So now you know if you do need to make that transition, Clay not being there. You have this guy already on the roster at a cheap price. Yeah. So yeah. So say like, let's say they do like Clay walk and they let Draymond walk. Okay. Now you still have Cousins, Durant, Steph, Jacob Evans, and Jordan Bell. They're still a top one or two team in the league. The Warriors have drafted so well, set themselves up for a super long run. This could be the Patriots of basketball. Yeah, I mean, barring anything you know crazy happening, they're they're not going anywhere. It's a matter of closing the gap so that you could play them in a best of seven and say, hey, we've got a chance. Because the way it's the way it's been, with the exception of Houston this year pushing them seven, most of the times you're, beating them four times sounds way too difficult. Yeah. And, and I remember that when you're on top of the world. I remember thinking, how, how is anyone going to beat Kobe and Shaq four times? Like I, yeah. I remember being like, "That's not gonna happen." And then the Pistons happen, and that you know things like like they just it just happens out of nowhere. Like things just start to happen. But yeah. that team right now, the way it's saying, they're at that point where I go, I don't know a team in the league that can beat them four times. Yeah. Not right so, now. I mean, no. I mean, I, I still think they. I still think they're head and shoulders. Maybe for the next two years, at least. I mean. And I don't trust Chris. I like I like Chris Paul, and he did the whole unfinished business, unfinished business bullshit too. And it's like, well, dude, how about just can you stay fucking healthy? Like, yeah, is that your unfinished business to like stay healthy? Because I wouldn't be worrying about Golden State. I'd be worrying about making it so that you don't have to come out. And I feel bad <laughs> for him because he's such a good player, but it's it's always the most inconvenient time that he gets hurt. Yeah, you know what the the Rockets. Yeah, they, they, they pushed the, the Warriors to seven games, but Iguodala wasn't healthy. That's, that's a big part of it. Um, and then, you know, Chris Paul gets hurt. Okay, cool, but you can't you can say Chris Paul was healthy, they would have won, blah, 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 but they didn't. And Chris Paul, that's that's his thing, though. He's an he's a 58 to 60 game guy a year, and they gave him a four-year, $160 million contract. There's no way in – um, it's it's unimaginable that the rock the Rockets are going to pay him forty two million dollars a year in year three. There's no way this window for the Rockets is closed in two years. 
guaranteed. Harden, CP3, two more years, and that's it. There's no way I can see the Rockets paying him what they're going to pay him in year three. $42 million for Chris Paul to give you 58 games, maybe? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And think about That shit don't make no sense. Be, because of the money they spent now. They strapped themselves. Everything's, everything's up in the air with Clint Capella. Oh, yeah. And he was – he was an extremely important player to their run defensively and with the the creation that uh, James Harden and Chris Paul, what they can do on the court, how they can create things. Clint was one of those players that were athletic enough to, to get the easy bucket, to get the lob, to get that that pick and you know, the pick and roll, and he could finish. And he was a nightmare at the rim from a defensive standpoint. So now you've invested so much money in Chris Paul and you're paying James Harden. Now you got a guy that's a big piece of their puzzle. You've already lost Trevor Ariza. Now you may not be able to sign. I, I think he will end up figuring, I think they'll figure out a way to get him back. But now that's up in the air. For him to get stolen, you know, taken by another team. Yeah, Ariza went to the Suns. And now, now what? Now you're going to lose Ariza and Capella, and and this team won't be as good. No, but they won't be. I, I don't know. I don't like. I don't like Houston in general. Houston's GM's one of those guys too. I'm not a. I don't even know his name, but I can picture his face, and he's one of those guys I'm not a fan of. So either. Houston, you know, they let Ariza go to um, the Suns, but they they lost they lost his they lost Ariza's defense because offensively Ariza was not that guy you know he struggled too in the playoffs and towards the end of the regular season but i just pulled up chris paul's numbers for uh, his contract this year 35 million next year 38 million that year three like i said there's no fucking way the rockets are going to pay that 41.3 million dollars and then year four 44.2 million for chris paul chris paul and i'm sure that chris paul's not going to top five point guard in, in the league anymore why that doesn't make any sense that third or fourth year will be an option, and you know what? He'll opt in, man. Oh, yeah. He's going to opt in and make them have to sever ties because he's not going to turn away $40 million. They'll buy his ass out. That's what's going to happen. There's no fucking way that you're going to pay a guy $41.3 million and then 44 point whatever the hell it was, in year four. That doesn't make any sense. The Rockets are so stupid for that. Like, just give him a two-year deal, a one-and-one, and that's it. So that way, you know, you can have this two-year run with Harden, and then you're going to lose Capella. There's no there's no way you can re-sign Capella, like you said. You let Ariza walk. Now you lost two of your better defensive players, and Cousins is, is on Golden State now. And remember how we talked about Golden State for the, versus the Rockets, how the Rockets were dominating the paint? Now you have a paint defender with Golden State. There goes your high-screen mm-hmm. role for the Rockets, and – uh, Mike D'Antoni, the Chip Kelly of the NBA, he's not going to change his offensive strategy, and now they're going to get a five-game series with the with the uh, Golden State Warriors, and they're done. That's it. That's how it's going to be. It's tough, especially for a point guard to spend that much money on a point guard. I mean, it's stupid. You know, I I get the you spend thirty million a year on LeBron James. Yeah. Because he, even as he gets older, he's still six nine. He's a linebacker. You know, like it. For a, a point guard, an injury-prone point guard, to spend that kind of money, LeBron James kind of money, um, 
it doesn't seem too smart from a financial standpoint. The good thing with the Lakers is they're getting three years with LeBron. LeBron will be 36, 37, and then it'll be that option year where he could do what he wants. If he wants to, you know, ride out in the sunset and go back home to Cleveland and spend one last year there and retire or do something, he can do it. And if he stays, the Lakers at that point, hopefully they haven't given up their whole, you know, all of their young assets. And hopefully they're in a position where he could age well and they have other players in line to be the next star to help him get through the last year or two of his career, year, you know, one to three years left, I guess, after that. So if LeBron can, I think it's like- a perfect contract. I think it's a perfect contract because I think if you put the right pieces around him, there's no reason why he won't give you at least two to three really good years. Yeah, there's no yeah. If if LeBron can age like a Vince Carter, yeah, then you're fine. And you know, in LeBron, you're talking thirty. You know, thirty six, thirty seven. The way he is, I, I I could see him playing very well at thirty six. Yeah. So we're we're talking there two and a half years already. Yeah. And it's a four year contract. So if if he could play really well for the next two and a half to three years, they get one championship. They're going to need to fix shit. Things have to get taken. They're not ready yet. And the last thing you want to do is have LeBron James, but only have the LeBron, the name. Like you need to fix this team to get them to a point where you could sit there and say, this team can win a championship. Right now you have the, we have LeBron James, so we have a chance. Yeah. And, and it's not going to be good enough to get the job done as as it stands right now. But now you throw Kawhi and you make some other trades because you need to go all in because you're only going to get three really good years, two, two to three. So you need to go in hard right now, get a ring within the next year to two and say, wow, you know, okay, cool. We got our ring. We got set up. We've got some assets. We've got these guys. And now we can, you know, play with the house money. Yeah. And see what we can do. Maybe we can go get one or two rings while he's here in LA. Yeah. So last thing on Chris Paul, in his 13-year career, he's played one 82-game yeah. season, one 80-game, two 80-game seasons, and then the rest have been under 70. So last year, 58, 18, seven, and five. You gave this man 40 million dollars for 18, seven, and five. Yeah, man. That I doesn't mean, make any sense. It's crazy Ugh. when you think about it. And granted, he's one of the the true, true, true floor generals in this league. But if you look at the history, and you're if you go back to let's see here, when was he drafted? Two thousand six. Uh, he's been two thousand six. Okay, so I'm literally just looking. Right now, from 2014 to right now, and you've got in 2018, you know, hamstring issues, hips, hamstrings, knee, groin, leg, thumb ligaments, hamstrings, hamstrings, hand, rib cartilage issues, strained groin, sore right groin, uh, strained groin, sorry, hamstrings. He's got hamstrings, knee, groin issues. 
those things just don't go away. Like that, like if you're popping your hamstrings all the time and he's been doing it sore hamstrings for since 2015 and I haven't gone back to, you know, when he tore his ACL back when he was in new Orleans and this guy, he's been in the league for a long time. And at some point, uh, you know, the, the issues that you have physically, they just don't go away. You know, every time, every time he goes full throttle, he's at risk of popping Mm -hmm. a hamstring and hamstring issues are one of the toughest things. Once, once they become chronic, they're, they're they're not easy to just all of a sudden not have uh, a hamstring issues. That's 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 one of the hardest things to just go yeah. away if they even. That doesn't do. make like it's it's just it blows my mind that, that the Rockets would do that. Um, you know, Chris Paul. That doesn't make sense, and it it just you're trying to win, and you let one of your better defenders go. You overpay Chris Paul. You're probably going to lose Clint Capella unless you want to pay the luxury tax, which I think the Rockets are quite a bit over. Um, you know, it it doesn't make sense to me. Lakers should be better. Houston, yeah, I, I don't think Houston's going to make any noise like they did last year. I was going to bank on what they did last year and see they're going to repeat. No, I don't think so. I think Utah's coming. And sleeper team would be Denver. At this point, on paper, Denver looks pretty damn good. I like Denver. I like the Jazz. So they should be okay. And my boy Donovan Mitchell was robbed of the Rookie of the Year. Oh yeah, everyone just knows saying. That, though. Everyone knows he was ro- unless yeah, unless Sixers you're fan. a Sixer fan or that's he was robbed, and it's annoying. But you know what? So oh, get, get check this shit out. So talking to what? you know people, Sixers fans. Um, with the the Mitchell versus um, Simmons thing, you know Mitchell's average shot was five point five feet away from the basket. Five point five feet away from the basket. You know what he shot after five and a half feet away from the basket? Seventeen percent. Really? Yes. Donovan Mitchell. Huh? I had, no, 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 no. Ben oh, Simmons. Oh, oh, oh. The rookie. Oh, yeah, yeah man. I mean, he, he, sorry, I, I misheard you. I pulled up shot charts, bro, of his season. Mm-hmm. And the second you get out of the paint, there is nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> like, he doesn't shoot from there. I think he, he had, like, oh, one three-pointer that he took, and he missed it. Like, it, I think he took one three. I, I, I mean, I, I will Google this. But I'm pretty sure he took like one three pointer the entire year. Like it's it's absurd how bad he is offensively, and that yeah, that he's very fact that he's so good. I mean that's that also is a testament to how good he is that you could be that bad offensively and still put up the yeah. numbers he put up. But you're talking, and this happens in the playoffs, and that's what ended up doing him in is. Eventually, you just clog it up and frustrate the guy in the turnovers. He doesn't want to take the shot. So now he looks, he sees he doesn't have it, and now he's looking to pass the ball because he doesn't want to shoot. And then that's when all these turnovers started to happen when he was making these uncharacteristic turnovers. And it was because he was being exposed at that moment, and he needs to work on that. Everyone wants to shit on Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball – offensive repertoire is leaps and bounds better than Ben Simmons. 
because at least Lonzo yeah. Ball jacks him up, and he may not jack him up with the with you know phenomenal percentages, but you know at least I I've seen my fucking point guard yeah. make a three pointer. At least I I saw that happen this year. I don't uh, Sixer fans didn't see their point guard make a single three pointer. Yeah, no, yeah, it doesn't year. make sense. So yeah, it was from ten to sixteen feet was seventeen percent. Sixteen feet or further, point zero two eight percent. That was Ben Simmons' numbers. That's crazy. I mean, he's a great. You know, he can drive. He can dunk, layup. He he has good post moves, but you are a essentially a point forward. You gotta be able to shoot. He's, you know, they you know they say he's the next LeBron James. Okay, LeBron developed a shot, but he wasn't this terrible his rookie year either. You know what I mean? It's shooting the ball. He would shoot outside of five and a half feet, 10 feet, 12 feet. He would jack up a three. He might miss it, but at least he was jacking up those threes. He only took one three-point shot in the playoffs. That's that's insane. And like you said, it clogged it up, and that's why Boston, you know, just ran away with that series. So he made, he made one? Is that no, what you're no, saying? No, he missed the only three-point shot oh. he took in the playoffs. Do you know how many three pointers he took in LSU? Uh, I don't think I don't I didn't he look. He took three. He took three three pointers at LSU and he made one. His whole career? His whole career at LSU. He took three three pointers. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell's the rookie of the year, bro. So I mean, you're talking a guy who knows he can't fucking shoot the ball. Um, you Google Ben Simmons three point, and the first thing that comes up is. Ben Simmons' historic avoidance of the arc. I mean, this dude doesn't shoot the ball, man. And that's his – that's more than Achilles' heel. Yeah. Like this – you can be as athletic and have the court vision. You have to at least even attempt them. Yeah. Like you have to do it. You can't just not take shots altogether. And he put up great numbers. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he didn't put up great numbers. But he won't be able to have a – 20 plus 20 something year career if this is how he plays yeah, his offense. I mean 15 8 15 8 is cool but it, when it came playoff time they the Celtics were like okay well, he's not going to take that shot anyway so we'll just we'll just double team him in the paint and see what happens and that's what happened and unless he develops a develops a shot Sixers you know Sixers fans they're going to have to you know Put some pressure on him, and hopefully, or the just the franchise to make sure find a, find a shooter. Because Ben Ben could be that point forward guy, like I said. You know, he can run the offense. You know, he can facilitate. But if he has to shoot, then you know they got a problem. That's yeah. They need him to take that next level, man. That he needs all he should be doing is taking a thousand <laughs> jumpers a day, every day. All double time in the morning, after maybe triple time, and at night because it's bad, and he has to. He has to like you. It, it is you can't have that lopsided of a. That's like the when you're scouting a dude. It's like okay, well you know what? Just make sure when he drives, clog the paint, and just give him yeah. everything outside the paint. Just let him shoot the ball. Like, yeah, let just, just let know, him. The good players or in any sport will adjust. Like Aaron Judge last year couldn't hit the inside fastball. Okay, comes back this year. What is he doing? He hits the inside fastball. You know. Kill so it. Ben Simmons, I like you. You gotta get a shot, man. You got to for my you know, especially for my brother's sake. You need to get a shot for my brother's sake. Like drives him nuts. You know, and I'm not. That's just I, – I look those numbers. Sometimes it's shot. It doesn't have to be a lot. Look at Rondo. You know, Rondo, 
it statistically is not a phenomenal shooter, but at least he has shown that, hey, if you're swinging the ball around and he's wide open, he'll take it. Like, he's going to take it. Yeah. He's got to at least take it. Like, he's got it. He's got – the only way you're ever going to get better as if you practice and you put him up because if all you do is pass out of that, you're you're going to make defense's world a whole lot better and easier for you. And I think teams – that's how teams yeah, are going to play. They're going to play him until they, they have to fear his shot. And, you know, it may take a yeah, while. They're going to – because you know who else took mm-hmm. a while to develop a shot? Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin, all he was was a dunk and layup guy. And then he developed the shot. And then the Clippers took the next step. Remember that? So, exactly. Simmons, you got to yep. get that shot going. Donovan Mitchell, I think he's already there. I think he's just going to keep getting better and better and better and better. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's a real deal. I just hope he stays healthy. And he's Yeah, he's definitely stuck. a stud. He should have been rookie of the year. But, uh, you know, that's here nor there. And those awards are given out, whatever, however they vote on those awards. But. It's a damn shame they robbed him. Like yeah. they robbed Kobe of those MVPs. Hey, don't even get me started on that shit, man. Don't even get me started. That, you know, I get oh, all fired for that stuff. I know. Hey, I know. You know what the cool part is, though? My favorite thing is I never have to worry about when someone throws a, hey, you know, do you know what Ben Simmons' three point percentage is? And I can, I can say, yeah, I do. It's 0%. Like it's zero. <laughs> His rookie year, the 2017-2018 season, is zero percent. It's that easy to remember because he didn't fucking make one and he only took 11 all year. That's insane. So, so there it was, 11. 11, I just had to Google how many attempts. It was 11. He didn't make any. His three-point percentage for the year is zero. And you know who's a little bit better than that? Lonzo Ball's a little bit better than that. So <laughs> Philadelphia fans can suck my dick because all they want to do is talk shit on my boy Lonzo. And the reality is, is your point guard's offensive game is straight ass. So I don't know. I don't know what the – it's like cool. Is it cool that he didn't make a single three-pointer all year? I mean, like what do you – like what do you want? Uh, like, what's, I'm confused. You know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I uh, I'm on the Mitchell. I'm also I was on the Mitchell wagon. You know, especially through that playoff run. I know it's a regular season award, but Mitchell's playoff run is outstanding for a rookie. It's one of the best ones in the last I don't know, five six years for a rookie. You know what I yep. mean? Kick and ball, and he takes his shots. He got that Mamba mentality, and I. It, it's he's he's a beast, and you know until Ben Simmons starts shooting yeah. the ball. Not taking, you know, not taking easy luck layups and dunks and things like that. I'm still gonna, I'm gonna still roll with my boy Donovan. And, oh hell yeah, Donovan's. You know, I'm not a Donovan's the truth. Side the note: truth. Lonzo Ball has made 90 more three pointers than Ben Simmons has in his career because Ben Simmons has made zero and Lonzo Ball has made at least 90 and shot around 30 percent from three. So. So I'm just saying, in the league, like as terrible as ninety for two hundred and ninety-five, as terrible as that sounds, that's still a lot better than zero for eleven. Come on, bro! Like, get out of yeah. here. And you know what? Then you want to look at field goal percentage too. I'd love to see 
the the points in the paint for Ben Simmons. That's the only thing Lonzo needs to figure out is take the ball to the rack and just keep doing that, get some yeah. confidence. But I, I don't even want to get started on the whole Ben Simmons and how everyone in the world is – on his dick right now. It's like the kid's really good. Don't get me wrong, but uh, he's got he's not like something I've never seen before. Like the the kid can't fucking shoot the ball. <laughs> he's a very athletic kid who jumps over people, dunks on them, and lays the ball in. And he's got great court vision. He's yeah. a poor man's LeBron James. That's Correct. What, that's what he is. He's not as good as LeBron. No. No. Mm. But well, that was that's I just sorry. No, it's you're just good. Certain things that just chat my ass, bro, and that was one of that's that's one of them. No, it's fine. I got I've I've had that debate all off season so far, so it's it's no big deal. I I'm a hundred percent agree agreement here. Um so Golden State got better, Lakers got better, my Bulls did absolutely nothing. Um the West will probably dominate again, and Golden State will probably win the title again. So that's kind of how the season will end up going. So, oh, basketball. Well, we'll see, man. Hey, I stayed up super late last night and tonight just uh, talking sports. And last night I just stayed up real late just doing the whole LeBron James and seeing <laughs> what else my Lakers are doing. So we'll see. I'm hoping I hear something else. I'm hoping yeah. something else. They'll, the Lakers see. will do something. They have to counter that. Uh, I think they're probably going to get into an arms race with Golden State just to try to keep pace. But um, <laughs> this is – I don't really – that is a dangerous game to play. There's not, there's not anyone out there. No, not right at all. Um, but, yeah, this was just a uh, quick free agency show. Uh, we, we'll get back on the horn here with the uh, AFC East probably this week. And uh, for as always, I'm Javi. That's Fern. You can catch me at HTBCast on Twitter. And then Fernando. Yes, guys, you can catch me at, at DZ0880 on Twitter. And uh, as always, it is a pleasure. And we'll make sure we don't wait this long to uh, to hit it, you guys up with another episode. Yeah, shout out to Tin Cup because uh, this this uh, whiskey you put me on to is actually pretty damn good. I'm so telling is, you, bro. That's my shit. And I'm just about- two. I'm just about done with mine. I think that might be why I got all fired up at the end there. It's just. They make it better. Good stuff. But yeah, we'll catch you on the next one. Um, And uh, it'll be AFC East, Patriots, Jets, Dolphins, and the Buffalo Bills. So if you got questions or anything, hit me up on Twitter, hit Fernando up on Twitter, and uh, we will answer or do what we can to uh, break down those four teams. But, uh, again, as always, I'm Javi. That's Fern. We'll catch you on the next one. Go Lakers! Peace.